In a world where heresy blankets the airwaves, religious stuffed shirts suck the life out of Sunday morning, and prosperity teachers rob grandmothers of their pensions, three unassuming ministers endeavor to shine the light of biblical theology and put the fun back in fundamentalism. Broadcasting live from the Hall of Dogma... Brought to you this week by the International Space Station. Welcome in to episode 88 of the Gospel Friends. I am Reverend Verbage. I am Captain Crunchy Chase Thompson. Good job. I am the Mandrake Man, Nick. Mandrake. <laughs> and I am the General Emmanuel. Nice. Full I House can't come up with that today. Alliteration. Mandrake. This is our second time that should, that to should record be. the intro because when you first mentioned the space station, all of us stared at you with extreme disappointment that you did such a weak job of uh, coming up with uh, an, an episode no, kind of tie-in. We, Convince we, me I'm wrong. We had to pause because you had a brain flatulence <laughs> moment. Can you say brain on this show? Yes. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Look, I, I have been in... I don't know how often they get used. I have been in space shuttle history mode this week because of the event that happened what was it 30 years ago this week the uh, beginning of uh, the space station no the space shuttle challenger oh the crash of the challenger blew up january 28th 1986 yes and so i have been watching old space shuttle videos krista mcauliffe you mm-hmm. were an old man. Do you realize that? I, I was, love uh, anything about space. I was in second grade. We were watching. No, but you, we you were, were watching it live. Yeah. yeah. Wow. We we didn't watch it live. Someone came in and told our teacher that it happened, and she turned it on, and we saw the coverage, and that, they started replaying the videos. I was, was in, in seventh grade. I was in first grade, first wow. or second. I may have been second. How old are you? Emmanuel? I'm 37. Okay, so I was in second grade. We were, same we, we were between classes, and I remember uh, everybody started crowding into a room and looking at the TV, and I, I, I came in, and that's that's when we saw it. Mandrake Jenkins wasn't born yet, so he doesn't know what we're talking about. No, he doesn't. He looks a little confused. He does. Mandrake's bad for your thought process, I understand. Now, the Spatial Challenger was STS-51, uh, and uh, but sts which is the uh, numbering system for the flights of the space shuttles. Space Shuttle Mission 88, STS-88, launched uh, in 1998, began the construction of the International Space Station. Does anybody remember that? You guys remember when they started the space station? Vaguely. You guys don't care. I love space history. Emmanuel said that I was going to miss all types of great 88s. What would you have used, Emmanuel, for 88? Well, first of all, as a southerner... There are only two, two, two ways to to intro the show. Please tell me this is a NASCAR reference because that's going to help my claim Dale earlier. Earnhardt Jr. Okay. You are nice. the whitest man in the this room. The eighty-eight car. <laughs> <laughs> Look, everybody likes Junior. <laughs> oh, actually, I'm a uh, actually I'm a Jeff Gordon fan. So, are you really? Yeah. That I can't stand that racing. Things a lot, Rainbow I'm Warriors. Also, I'm also a Jeff Gordon guy. <laughs> don't tell, don't tell anybody. Please else say that. <laughs> Statement by itself. Rainbow Warriors. 
and ringtone. Okay. Right. You do realize Jeff Gordon is from California, right? Yeah, I know. I don't like anything from California other than I, NWA. See, that, that's a funny thing. I have a story. I have a story behind why I like Jeff Gordon, but go I'm ahead. What was Jeff the other Gordon 88? Guy. What was the other 88? How about that? The playmaker, Michael Irvin. Dallas Michael Cowboys, Irvin. only the best clutch receiver ever in the NFL history. My my grandfather, the year he died in nineteen, um, it was ninety three or ninety four. Uh, that year, he told me about. He said, "Hey, there's." A, he used to love NASCAR, and he he was telling me about this rookie driver that he thought was going to just take NASCAR by storm. Yeah. And it was number twenty-four, Jeff Gordon. Nice. And I didn't really watch. I didn't really watch it. But after he passed away, I, I pulled for Gordon in uh, in honor of him. So that's how I became a Jeff Gordon. Guy. Well, I don't care who your dead grandfather was telling you to root for. <laughs> no respectful Southerner roots from a, from a race car driver from California. So, yeah, well, I'm, I'm not a NASCAR guy. I'm not a NASCAR guy either. But I know enough to know that uh, that. I think we, claiming Jeff Gordon as your favorite driver is sacrilege. I think we should. I think we should, and I think you'll find a lot of agreement there. But I do think we should let everybody know before we get too far into episode eighty-eight here that if the general doesn't seem like his typical gentle, uh, gentle, <laughs> the gentle general, yeah, it, like you know, self uh, full of mercy and grace. Um, he may be a bit sleep deprived from having a newborn in his home, and so it, you know if he seems a little off today, maybe a little bit snappy or something like that. You'll you'll know what that's about. How many kids you got, Emmanuel? I have one, and anybody who has more than one child is a psycho. Yeah, <laughs> I have three more, and you can join the Hall of Dogma Church. I know it's it's. I, I think four is the bare minimum, is it not? I'll yeah, never be a four. member. Is it so? Is it going rough for you? It's not going rough. I think it's going how it's supposed to go, but that's not good. Like, <laughs> is it mainly sleep? Yeah, mainly sleep. Yeah. It's like sleep. It's rough. That's rough. Needs constant attention. It's almost like getting married again. You know, it's like I will say with our fourth, we broke every rule they give you as far as where the what the baby should do. We bought one of those whole baby sleeper things where they can sleep in the bed with you, but they've got this protective shell. Yeah. But we didn't care. Yeah, we're the same way. We're like, just like, look, bottom line, we, we got to have sleep. We, we have to have sleep, so because whatever. Because I'm, I'm this close to, like, drugging her, you know? It's like I'm this close from baby Benadryl. That might be a good place for some elevator music later. Yeah. No, that's good. Okay. Wow. So so hardest part about having a newborn is the sleep. Baby Benadryl? Tell me you've never yeah, considered the that. sleep. <laughs> Look, I didn't. I, I sleep fine. I don't need. David has a stay-at-home you know, wife, so it doesn't affect his life at all. Mm. But, but my wife works, so that means mm. I have to chip in and do unmanly things. And uh, Allison Manuel just said you don't work. I, heard that. I didn't say she didn't work. I said she was a stay-at-home wife. She is. And mother. She is. It would it would probably be easier if we're we're, we're reading through the Bible together as a church here at the Hall of it's Dogma a good book Church. To read through together, it is a good and and they have they had a system in the Old Testament of wives and concubines that probably made it easier to take care of the kids. Oh, I would kill for two concubines right now. 
Yeah. Also, today on the show, we're going to talk about <laughs> also our, a ringtone. That, that would be uh, episode our, title for '88. Are concubines still biblical? <laughs> and uh, we'll kind of go around and give our panel judgment of that, and talk about our own experiences and the pitfalls of concubinism and that sort of thing. We may have a chance. You have to understand right now that I am so tired that that may very well be the show title. This, so just, if, if you are not worried. hearing from Nick today, Nick is. Uh, did you not get any sleep last night? I'm not sure. Do you not remember? It's a weird season. Was it a was a good Mandrake night? <laughs> Did you overload? <clears throat> so the Mandrake jokes are coming from also reading through the Bible through together. Yes. And and there's um Mandrakes you you preached on were actually mm-hmm. uh could give you a high, yep. essentially. They could get you high. And so we started Trading making for sex in we, the Bible, by the way. They they were. And so we started um making True jokes story. that Nick was now Googling where he could buy Mandrakes. Yes. Also got sent a picture of a mandrake. mandrake root. Yeah, unpotted. It was a. It was like a little doll. Yeah, that was sent to me while I was preaching about it. That's fun. So anyway, you guys could just see the texts I get while I'm preaching. <laughs> so Nick's new. Nick's, they were epic today. By they the way, were indeed. Nick's new ep- uh, mascot is the mandrake. Yeah. Hey, we have to we have to introduce the newest uh, member of the Hall of Dogma. So sitting here on our table next to Chase's Bay Antioxidant Cocoa Fusion Drink. That's manly. Bi, not bay. Um, we have B-A-I. We have John the Baptist. We have plastic Chris Atwood. We have uh, Bernard and our newest member. Wow. The Rob Bell. The Rob Bell. That's nice. Yeah. The Rob Bell was sent to us by the benefactor, Nathan Martin. Yep. And You're we welcome. are we are to ring the Rob Bell anytime someone on the show says something that sounds Liberal or, or flaky, flaky. Yeah. So it probably is going to get rang a lot. Yep. And uh, I would assume mostly after Nick speaks. Is it? Is it is <laughs> well, it it's not going to get rang a lot. I'd have to be able to talk. That's a true story. Is it the Rob Bell it's or the, is it Rob, the Bell. Rob Bell? I think it's the Rob Bell. I, I the Rob Bell. Is it or is it yeah. the Rob Bell? No, the Rob Bell. The Rob Bell is what we're going with till Nathan corrects us. He paid for it, so I guess he could say. Uh, but uh, anyway, so newest member of the uh, Hall collection. Unfortunately, we did not have the Solar Pope because I failed to buy it when I was on vacation. But it was really cool. It was a Pope yeah, that waved at you. They don't sell them on Amazon. They do. It is a Pope that waves at you. Oh, when it hits, oh really? We yeah, need one of those sunlight. We need more mascots. You know what else? Speaking of mascots, this isn't really a mascot, but I've been saving uh, boxes of cereal for the last month because I intend to right behind you, David. Uh, for the next time we film, put a uh, mural of cereal. Are we going to make a wallpaper? Yeah, oh, that, that's idea. actually really cool. Yeah, idea. So I got about fifty right now. That's about seven days worth. So uh, coming soon, the cereal mural in the Hall of Dogma. It's so do you? Like, ha- oh, go ahead. Well, I just didn't know if if you had the um, mm, the box of cereal that almost broke up the most um, amazing bromance of. Modern times that you that you told us about this morning, I did not. But uh, I did preach. Uh, the, the cereal played a prominent role in the sermon today, and also so did, your distraction from the sermon. So did Indeed. Chase's friend Brad, who yeah. was prominently yeah. mentioned in the message today. He's a good guy. I'm going to talk about Brad later for my second topic. Um, things to look for in a best friend, and we'll bring him on, and he's going to talk about it. <laughs> David, just remember, hurt people, hurt people. Okay, here we go. Let's. We're we're going to talk about in just a moment. I understand Chase has a um, a cam retraction from last week. Don't do it, Chase. By the way, Chase, I, I understand yep. that uh, 
there's quite a demand out on you uh, coming heading into the there Super Bowl. Is. Heading LL into the Super cool Bowl, chase is what they say. Oh, cool chase, yeah. So uh, quite oh, a demand sort of in the uh, world of um, pronos- prono- what do you prognostication. Yeah, prog- yeah, thank you. That word uh, because after your epic pick of yeah. the Arizona Carolina game, in yeah. which you said that Arizona basically the DBs were going to shut <laughs> down good stuff, the receivers of Carolina. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, that final Arizona won, right? Yeah, yeah. I picked the Broncos game right. I was fifty well, fifty. That's pretty good. Well, I it, picked it, both upsets, so <laughs> that really wasn't an upset. Well, Patriots, it, was, it was like a three. I mean, the Patriots' offensive point. line had been hurt, like yeah, all week. Like I, I thought the Broncos were going to win too. They did not do well. Was what, what was the final on that um, Carolina game? It was like seven to six. I think forty nine, forty nine, seven. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't watch it. It was not competitive. All right, so in a moment, we have a cam retraction coming up from Chase. uh, We're going to interview Ruben about some of his habits, uh, you know, one of the sons of Jacob and (laughs) what he's been up to lately. Yeah, Ruben – Ruben had some some issues. Listen, listen, Bad mojo there. I want to say something, and you you pointed this out last week, but doing the Bible reading plan that we're doing as a church, Mm -hmm. and we're starting off in Genesis, for every criticism you can – give the Bible, being a boring book yeah. is not one of them, at least not when you read Genesis, because there's quite a few interesting things happening in Genesis. Quite a few, uh, hey, Genesis, rated R, maybe NC-17. It's one you know? of my favorite books. It's, it's, it's in the top two, at least. I can see why. I mean, because it's interesting, not because it's bad. I think you were just saying Emmanuel likes. So are y'all reading reading this during the service y'all reading no you know, this is kind of okay. like homework oh like homework yeah so yeah. nobody's actually reading anything right uh, i think some people are so it's a chronological going through the not chronological it's a thematic thematic, it's thematic. so i have it, it, never been able to to do any kind of reading plan it's my first time to ever i've never read the, the bible in a year I i've just, never successfully completed any of those things ultimately we're not trying to read the bible through in a year the the primary goal is just to have people reading the bible but it's a, together, together at the same time okay cool. but it's designed to make them read through a year it, it is, is a, if you actually that, that's kind of the secondary goal so if you do it all the way through you read the bible through in a year awesome but the the big deal is we don't want people quitting because they missed the first three weeks. Just jump in where we are and read with us. That sounds like so, And it's hard to catch up if you get more than a few days behind. Yes, so it is. Don't catch up. Just read the reading for that day. All right. So uh, we're also going to, in just a moment, talk about uh, the difference between what righteous judgment and unrighteous judgment. Yep. We're going to interview you know that jerk, Donald Trump, as well. Mm. <laughs> If we have Ask time, we might even give uh, – if we have time, we'll give Emmanuel an opportunity to uh, – talk about politics for a second simply because he said i was doing a horrible job last week so we were going to see he could do any better uh but i need to ask you guys a question before we get to all that have you heard of a a game called ingress yes i-n-g-r-e-s-s now chase you had not i had not until you told you had not heard about it until i told you but nick you had Had heard about it no i'm astonished at work there are a ton of portals at work are there really oh yeah okay uh, so here's here's the deal. Let me, and now let me, Chase will finally come out to lunch again. Hey, lunch this week, fellas. So let, let me tell you this quick. St- I don't know if it'll be quick, but let me tell you this story. So they're telling it. Okay, there had been. Yes, I'm gonna tell the story. So there. Had, so it won't be quick. I see you the joke. Zing. That's good. Okay, so 
at the Hall of Dogma Church, the uh, property is kind of two-tiered. So we have the churches up on the hill for protection purposes. It gives us a better vantage point toward people trying to attack. But there's a lower yeah, parking lot yeah. where our sign is. That's right. Okay, at night, there had been cars parking in the lower tier next to the sign. Which there's no reason for that. Which there is absolutely no, no reason there's a for them to be there. down there. A lot of places to blow your tires out. There's really no reason for you to be down there. So, you know, there was a car parked down there one night, really odd. Um, I, I just kind of watched it until it drove away. The people were down there five or six minutes, had no idea what they were doing. But then I noticed different cars parking down by the church sign. So one night this week, I got a phone call from a church member who said, hey, didn't know if you knew it, but there's a car parked down by the church sign. This was around 930. I'm not playing ingress right okay. now. So you mean your mother-in-law? You're just going to call your mother-in-law yes, a church she, member? She, she called. That's, well, I thought it sounded better than mommy-in-law. But anyway, she mm. called. So I decided, you know what? I'm getting to the bottom of this. All right? This is enough of why are these cars parking down by the church Detective sign. David on the prowl. So he I, likes to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, I did. So I, I, I put on my house shoes, and I grabbed my John Piper and put it in the car. <laughs> and I had it on... <laughs> I had it on down. You call your gun John Piper? I do now. That's nice. That's nice. He'll appreciate an, that. I thought he would appreciate that. So um, it was either that or ask Pastor John, but I decided to go with uh, John Piper. So I got my John Piper. So I got my, I got we my, have a new show I got my John Piper and I had it on down. And I, so I, I pulled up facing the car and. Uh, they rolled their window down. I rolled my window down. Well, I noticed when I pulled up, it was an older couple, like in their. I'm probably in their 50s, so older-ish. I looked them up there, 32, but keep going. They're not. They're retired. Okay. And so I was like, hey, just want to see if I could help you with anything. And they said, uh, oh, no, 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 we're just using our cell phone, which I thought was, okay, well, that's an odd, stupid, what are you? (laughs) So then I said, okay, uh, hey, have y'all been parked down here? Really? I'm playing. Okay, so I said, have y'all been parked down here recently? And they said, uh well, yes, we actually have. And I said, you know, I kind of gave him a look like, you know, do you need to be here to use your cell phone? And so finally the guy was like, well, we're playing a game. I said, oh. Oh, the church cell phone game. I what love kind that of, game. What kind oh, of game? And he the, said, we're, we're playing Ingress. He said, your church sign is a portal. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so my first thought was, oh, these are some of Nick's friends. So. <laughs> Nice. And probably after I'm the only nerd at the church. I pulled John. I pulled John a little closer to my hip. Just once they told me that um, Tally. No. Oh, this is John Piper. John Piper. That's the first thing I thought too. John. (laughs) I pulled John a little closer to me just because these (laughs) these people are telling me that our sign's a portal. Yeah. But anyway, all right. So uh, so they start showing me that they were on up and up. There is a game called Ingress that's put out by um, I don't know the name of the company. Yeah. Well done. They told me Google, but Google doesn't put it out. No. Um, so this is a game, and, and Chase can explain it a little bit better. But it's a, it's a it's some type of real world role playing something augmented where you, reality where you go and you capture. I'm so glad you're in IT, David. You capture portals. <laughs> you capture portals um, in, in your city, and these are all over the world. You're either on the blue team, which is the resistance, yep, or the green team, which is the what is it? 
bad uh, people. The blue team is the resistance. resistance. The green team is the enlightenment. The enlightenment. Enlightened. Now, enlightened. And just to, while we were talking to them and they were showing me their maps on their phone and, and capturing portals and all this stuff, another car pulled up with a dad and his three kids, and they pulled up next to the sign to also try to capture our portal. Yeah. So uh, within just a couple of minutes – they left. I realized, okay, this is this is all fun. I kind of Googled it. I told Chase about it. I asked Chase if he'd heard of it. He <laughs> said, no, he had not. But I knew he would be all over this. And no lie, within like just 20 minutes, he had joined the game. And the next day, he was out capturing portals. Yep. So do you want to do a better job of explaining how the game works? Oh, look, I, I just just straight up, the game is is fairly complicated. Uh, it, it's taken me uh, the better part of three days to kind of get a grasp of exactly what's going on. It is fascinating, slightly addictive, uh, but here's basically how it works. There's two factions. Uh, in our area, the greater Birmingham area, there's approximately 160,000 people that are playing. I don't know if they're all active, uh, but in our area, there's much more. In the Birmingham area? This is basically, say, from Coleman down to Clanton, so the greater Birmingham area. But see, that's still... A lot of people. Oh yeah, to me. yeah. There's a ton of people. That's playing. wild. Um, again, don't know if they're all active, but sure. around the world, we're talking players in the millions. It's mm-hmm. been downloaded uh, just multiple millions of times. It's it's a very active game. Started in November of 2012, so we're talking a little over three years old now. Um, basically, there are every city all around the world. This is, I mean, this is going on in Africa, Asia, Australia, etc. In every city, uh, there are portals. There's a lot of them. Some of them are churches. Some of them are landmarks, not uh, natural landmarks, but man-made landmarks. Post office, city council, uh, important buildings. Uh, like in Gardendale, there's a clock tower that's uh, that's a portal. Um, statues are portals. Libraries are portals. And basically, your job, depending on what, which faction you choose, is to go around and capture these portals or and hack the portals. When you hack the portals, uh, your phone is delivered uh, a certain amount of in-game items like blasters, shields, uh, something called resonators various mods and things like that, and you can take those items and use them to capture other portals. Now, most people starting out would be like level one, so it's very difficult to get a whole lot done at that kind of level. It's very difficult to take over uh, a portal that that, uh, the other faction owns, but you can build up your experience by hacking the portals that other factions own and by creating links between them and all kinds of things. Basically, you try to control territory by creating geometric links. And it, it, it's very nerdy, but it's, it's very fascinating. And it's, it, I've played with my kids, and, and it's kind of a great way to give them a tour of the city. Every historical sign, you know, like the historical markers, mm-hmm. is a portal. And you can actually read the uh, – in-game, you can read the signs and kind of figure out a little bit about the place. So – it's a blast. Well, they they did tell me that like this was a great way to get to know city. Have you ever heard of it, Emmanuel? I've heard of it, but I didn't know that was the name of it. But I, I have vaguely heard of it. But okay, so, I didn't know it was that deep. But I just I just think I should warn Ingress about uh, Mr. Chase Thompson. <laughs> you don't know what you're he, in for. He has loved many many a technology, <laughs> and right. if it was ask Twitter. 
as Periscope. Yeah, that's true. I do have a tendency yeah. to love him and leave him. Yeah, he's a rolling rise. stone. This is this is a true story. So it's great. If, if you were expecting um, a, a long and and fruitful relationship, you probably will be dropped by the next flashy thing that comes along. But you know what? It's going to be intense while it lasts. <laughs> we are going to go all in and become, you know, ingress players. Ingressed. Yeah, I yeah. think you could. I think you could rig it on that. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, what were you going to say? Well, the dude who I heard about it through is also the guy that has spent thousands of dollars on Clash of Clans upgrades at work. Thousands? Are you kidding? Thank you. Thank you. Really? Thousands? Yes. Oh, wow. And so whenever he kind of told me about Ingress, I was like, oh, that sounds really cool. And then we were talking a few days later, and he talks about how much money he's spent on Clash of Clans. I'm like, nope, maybe not. Because if, if you know, thousands? The way these games mm. suck guys in and just will like, it reminded me of the, the stories I heard of WoW a few years ago. And so these uh, World these, of Warcraft. Yes. Okay. Really, you let him go about geometric. Look at it, whatever's, and you call me out on Warcraft. Wow. You know what I heard while he was talking? Elevator music. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. But no, that these games are fascinating and yeah. they're interesting, but they are scary to me, especially if you're if you have any degree of an obsessive personality. Because I don't. oh wait. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, they should be scary to you because you never know when some rogue pastor with his <laughs> mighty sword may show up to slay you while you innocently park near a church sign. That that could happen. Swords, I mean, swords are still used today. Yeah. Okay, so you remember a few years back, um, you could put your computer on a network, and while you were away from it, it could be used. Um, I can't remember the terminology, but basically they would use the free cycles on yeah, your computer. Yeah. SETI Online okay. kind of pound yes. that. Okay, so are you not kind of afraid that games like this may be doing the same thing? Because from what I understand, Ingress doesn't take a lot of CPU power to probably run. Oh, probably, it burns your battery down pretty pretty quick. But that would be because of geolocation, GPS, geolocation yeah. and data. Probably not the CPU because it's not very graphically intensive from what no, I understand. No, it's not. No, it's not. Are you not a little worried that, like, with so many people, they're not using that CPU to, like, no, hack something? I guarantee you there is there's you know I mean? something behind this game. Exactly. That is more than it appears. Probably created by Al-Qaeda or ISIS. <laughs> that would be a bummer. <laughs> they're like, like, show us all of your landmarks. I'm just hoping it's something like the Democratic National Convention doing something well, bad rather than ISIS or Al-Qaeda. It could be here. Same thing. Auburn, I mean, maybe. Well, they're going to get – they're going to get – uh, well, and it it could be because they they told us that most churches are portals. Yes. So obviously that's that's mm-hmm. ISIS. They're Not every, get, but trying most to get of them the, are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they'll let the sympathizers live. They're going to be able to get our uh, local library. Yep, they got that uh, city hall. The uh, the nine eleven memorial. Euros is a portal. Really? Yes. Oh, l- Oddly listen, enough. You can come out. Yeah. Here. Aren't they a Mediterranean restaurant? Ah. <laughs> yeah, see? Hmm. Middle Eastern restaurant. Yes. some... You can take what a lot of things from the Hall of Dogma Church, but do not... I'm just saying that if it was a terrorist plot through Ingress, that that would be suspicious. I see. I see. That's I love, very interesting. Uh, I love Middle Eastern people. Went to high school with a guy from uh, Iran. Did you really? Yeah. Went to college with a guy from Macedonia. Macedonia, man, that's hardcore. Was his name Philip? 
Uh, no, it was not. I don't no, that's the only guy his, from Macedonia. I don't even remember his name. It's been so long ago. Uh, We're about to joke. have too many. He could play some Stanford alums around here. Biblical We're about joke. to take over the world. I went to uh, I went to a with school um, with a guy from Locust Fork. That's mm. impressive. Yeah. He's lying. People from Locust Fork don't go to school. Mm. <laughs> well, hey, to sing. <laughs> that was shots fired. I did actually make that up, so he's he could be partially right. <laughs> to uh, kind oh, of uh, turn this into a please do more of a uh, get us to an ending point at least. There's anybody I, from Locust Fork listening? I was joking. They have everybody in Locust Fork has a gun. By the way, I know you do too. Yeah, but they don't have internet, so you're safe. Uh, I can't download the podcast. Well, they sure can. It's hard to get on internet in Locust Fork. Trust me, I tried. Um, <laughs> I remember that actually. The third but, grade is school. They go to school, so let's 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 move on from this story. But I will say, if you're listening to this show, you want to join uh, the resistance, which is who I'm for. I'll be glad to send you an invitation, and we can all be on the same team and be one big happy family. David, I believe you're going to rejoin the resistance, are you not? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to get on that. Okay. It's I'm I'm the anti chase. I'm much slower <laughs> to embrace technology and Sounds things like, edit that out things I'm like much that. Slower, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, I do have my invitation to join. Okay, um, and uh, and it'll be helpful. I mean, I should. I mean, like I should be able to keep this portal. For us, it's, it would seem. So I, I, you won't, because a high level person can come along and yeah. just obliterate. Yeah, but let me tell let me tell you something. There's only one way in and one way out of that little section where our church sign is. A couple. Oh, you talking about physical violence? Couple, no, just a couple of uh, of uh, spike strips. Yeah, well, that. I, I have a feeling uh, we'll, we'll we'll stop that pretty quick. That, that that would help. Nothing says welcome to our church like spike, spike strips. strips. I agree. <laughs> Hey, speaking of violence, when we come back on break, we're going to find out exactly how many people Emmanuel has shot. We'll be back. All right, we're back. I can tell you that. 17? <laughs> shot doesn't have to equal killed, Chase. That's why I said shot. There's no statute of limitations on Oh, wait. There's Chase has been trying to figure out some of Emmanuel's past for a long time, and Emmanuel won't bite. So, All right, so speaking of Chase, you have a cam retraction for us. Um, you want to, you want to, I'm assuming this has something to do with your, um, ungodly, unchristlike, bammerish mm. character assassination of Cam Newton last week on the uh, gospel friends podcast. This is and by the way, easy. you're cringing. It appears like you have something hard to say. I think, uh, I feel like I have seven root canals at once. <laughs> um, so in the last show, I talked about how I, I did not like Cam Newton, the former Auburn quarterback, current Carolina Panthers quarterback, because I said he was arrogant. I made that value judgment. Very humbly. Um, and, you know, I thought about it, and no, nobody called me out on it beyond, yeah, I guess you did on the show. Um, but nobody really called me out on it. But I thought about it a couple of days later. I started thinking, now, was I was I making was I doing uh, making an ungodly judgment of his character? Now I don't. I'm not saying the Holy Spirit came and convicted me, although that's, I suppose that's possible that that happened. But uh, the bottom line is, I probably don't like Cam Newton in large part because he was an Auburn quarterback, and, and that's just how it is around here. Um, you're either pro-Alabama, and if you're pro-Alabama, you're anti-Auburn, or you're pro-Auburn, and, and for the most part, if you're pro-Auburn, uh, you're anti-Alabama, unless you're a female, which th- that sort of logic just doesn't make a lot of sense to you. But um, I heard a guy on a podcast I listened to, I, I love the uh, Rosillo and Cannell show, 
they had a guy on named Marty Smith, who you NASCAR fans might might know pretty well. Marty Smith is a redneck from Virginia who sounds like a redneck, but he sounded like such a genuine guy. And and he uh, he just got through doing a pretty extended interview with Nick Saban. Um, that I thought was pretty interesting. I don't know Marty Smith from Adam, but Marty Smith had a lot of good things to say about Cam Newton, about some of the charity work Cam Newton does behind the scenes, uh, providing Thanksgiving meals for a thousand families or something ridiculous like that, going to the birthday party, uh, I mean, a Halloween party of a child who lost his dad to cancer, something like that. So, There's just so many I, stories. I heard that interview. Did you really? Yeah. You listen to that show, don't you? The, yeah. the Rosillo and Cannell show. Yeah, I do sometimes. Okay. Cannell gets on my nerves a little bit. Well, he's anti-SEC. I like him other than that. Yeah. But honestly, it just I got miss, me thinking. I miss SVP. Uh, SVP is hilarious. Um, but, yeah. It just got me thinking. You know, what if I'm wrong on this guy? What if what if I'm prejudiced? And it has. I hope it has nothing to do with Cam Newton being an African American. I don't think You're it has. Flaming racist. But mm. I, I tell you, mm. I, I don't. Dang. I, if I am a racist, I am much more prejudiced against Auburn than I am against people of different skin color. Because, I know that about myself. But it's because they have uh, black guys on their team. That's exactly why. Yeah, I, I noticed Alabama didn't win the national championship. Was running around our team too, but he's just saying. <laughs> Alabama has the Alabama fans have a way to compartmentalize the black players on their team. Yeah, I think you cheered a lot. Uh, you hate all other. I think players. you cheered a lot heavier. Is that the case? I think yes. you cheered a lot heavier, a lot louder when the punter was out there. That's what I. That's what I think. The kicker. Mm. No, it's when he finally made a fifty-yard field goal in Jordan was nice. Jordan Hare Stadium. Excuse me. Our kicker is um, Polish, by the way. So. Yeah, well. Great story How was that, that kid. Yeah, it was a pretty cool story. And I saw the story where he went back home and yeah. found his real parents <laughs> and stuff. But uh, yeah, he was adopted. I'm sorry I let you down in the. Did you agree? By the way, did you agree with? So Cam Cam Newton this week came came out and just kind of said, "Hey, listen, most of the criticism coming toward me is because I am a uh, African American quarterback with skills that you've never seen before, and that threatens people." people who said I wouldn't be able to make it. There's a stigma uh, um, in the NFL, the National Football League, that uh, black men cannot play quarterback. That if you are a well, if, if you're a black guy, that 30 years you're not ago. going to be able to truly play quarterback in the traditional way. What moron thinks that now? That's um, just what people... You address people, that question to Emmanuel. Yeah. I'm just jumping I'm in. just saying that's well, what... Most people can't play quarterback. It's hard. <laughs> you know, I mean, so, I mean, that that's what people point to. I, 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 there's a couple of things going on here. So he kind of he kind of played Cam kind of played the race car because here's the thing: me, me and a friend of mine who he's a white guy, we have this running list of black people who bring the racism out of white people that they didn't know was in there. The thing the thing about Cam is not because he's black per se, because the same white people who don't like Cam wouldn't have a problem with Russell Wilson, because Russell Wilson plays the game the right way. And I think that's where I'm doing air quotes, so y'all can't see him. Chase likes Russell Wilson. Of course he does. He's not a great interview. I, I like him. I like and, him. And better here's than the Cam. reason why: because he didn't go to Auburn. <laughs> he almost did. Historically, white people like their black men extra humble. So if you don't shuck and j- you know if you don't shuck and jive and smile in their face and say all oh, what they want you to say and play the game the right way. And baseball goes to this as well with Dominican players. If you don't do that, 
they say you're arrogant and they say, you know, why can't you just hand the why can't you just hand the ball to the ref? <laughs> and Cam Cam gives the football away after every that's, touchdown. That's my uh, that's my, two, my two children. That's two my children. that's my redneck fan. And you've been channeling your fo- um, and those same people Phyllis ignore Morgan, all the, the white people who celebrate. That's what that was you know, because the white celebrations don't bother them as much because they don't they see it differently. But black men should be humble. Black men should be you know should, basically when when anybody says something like this, well, I just think he should have more class. Class equals, I think he should act like white people act. Hmm. I don't want to act like white people act. I'm black. I don't act that way. I'm different, you know? And so so that's what, what's underneath some of it. So when somebody says, I don't like Kim because he's arrogant, those same people probably wouldn't have a problem with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is super arrogant. Annoys the snot out of me. Nobody Tom Brady. Tom Brady, He he's not as – he's not – I don't think he's that arrogant. If I was him, I'd be more arrogant <laughs> than he is. He's not as arrogant. He's not on Aaron Rodgers' level. I think, I think you're right. I think Rodgers is more arrogant than, than He's uh, probably Brady. the most arrogant person in the NFL. Tom Brady just looks arrogant to me, but well, anyway. Yeah, but like Tom Brady has a reason to be arrogant. He's got four Super Bowl rings. He's got a hot wife. Supermodel. He's got money. You know. Mm. I mean, if I was Tom Brady, you couldn't tell me anything. <laughs> You know, you know. I'm I, look. I'm broke without a supermodel wife and, and and no Super Bowl rings, and I'm still arrogant. So that's a quote. And so there's a racial undertones. Now, some people might not just like Cam because it, you know, they just don't. Sometimes a guy just rubs you the wrong way, and you don't know why. Usually, I don't say usually, but in a lot of cases, it's because. Like I say, and they don't even. And I'm not saying this is a conscious thing, but un- subconsciously, it's because they want to see a black man be humble. <laughs> That's, a, that's an interesting theory. I think it's right in some cases. I, I, I think uh, young, the younger the person, the more – this theory, I don't, know, I don't know how you prove it either way. I think the younger the person, the less likely they are to think that way. I, I think you have a 50-year-old white guy and I up would agree. that would think that more. Um, like To me, the whole – like I'm shocked by the – Really, honestly, the whole thing, like all joking aside, even when you said that last week, I had never thought about, okay, what does he, what does he do that seems arrogant? Now, thinking about it this week, I realized, like even watching the championship game last week, I mean, you know, he's got his, when he scores a touchdown, he does the dab, you know, he's got the the big smile, he takes it and gives the football away and it's a big celebration, but I, like, I like that. And I, I mean, this honestly, even skip Cam Newton. I loved Deion Sanders. I loved when Chad Ocho Cinco, like when he would score a touchdown and he did like a different celebration every time. I loved yeah. watching it to see what he was going to do, even though he was getting fined for doing it. Yeah. Um, and Cam, and but, Cam, but, gets, Cam gets fined for giving those balls away. He gets fined fifty five hundred bucks every for time every for every one of those. For every ball he gives away. Hey, that's a lot this year, by the it's way. A good investment. That's and a lot this year, by the way. 50, but fifty touchdowns, so you, you do the math. I mean, it, I just now it's probably the wrestling fan in me who enjoys the flamboyant, um, you know, CM Punk 
Stone Cold Steve Austin kind of celebration over winning, and and so maybe like I I like that. Hey, you score a touchdown, get up and do something. I mean, I I, I enjoy that part of it. I see it as entertainment, and I like that. So I, it, it was just kind of off my radar the whole discussion. But I will say that's all they've talked about on sports radio this week. Uh, Mike yeah. and Mike in the morning having people on there with this discussion of is Cam arrogant? Is the criticism against him uh, racial? Um, CC Carter, is. Chris Carter has been on there talking about it this week. I mean, it's, it's been it an is. interesting conversation. Now, some of it is just the quarterback position. Like, I was actually listening to a sports talk on the way over here, and one guy called in and said, it's, he's like, I don't have a problem with receivers or defensive players who um, – actually, this guy, he actually played He played in the NFL, and he would say, I don't have a problem with receivers doing it. Or He's like, but the quarterback, you don't act that way. You know, and, and I'm like, why not? Like, is that because you're the face of the team? Zach, I, I kind of go along with that. It's, it's, a, it's an unwritten rule to me. So, is there a way that so so can elders celebrate and pa- and, and pastors can't? Is that was that like? <laughs> no, I would say elders. So, and so pastors an elder are, just, are just largely synonymous. So, if an elder is like just gives a great sermon at the HOD church and he drops the mic and walks off stage, <laughs> like that's cool. But if like you did it, then that's unbecoming. No, like I said, they're they're largely synonymous. I know they're largely Maybe synonymous. Maybe deacons but, but you, can you're celebrate, you're not called but elders elder. can't. You, you call it a pastor. Well, that That's your title. Here. Yeah, just it's it's mixture. But yeah, I, I mean, I see. David drops the mic all the time. I think it's just because he's an Auburn fan. To be honest with you, could explain why they're not working right anymore. <laughs> it sounds too. like our receivers. It's possible. I will say this: Charles Barkley. You might have heard him interviewed on the topic this week. Uh, Charles Barkley, a fine Auburn man, somebody who I used to not like very much at all. And, you know and why? Because uh, he's a confident black man who's not super humble. Go. Because <laughs> he is an Auburn guy. Oh, go ahead. But I actually like <laughs> Charles Barkley a lot these days. Even though I don't, I don't always agree with his takes on things. I just like his personality. Um, I, I suspect ten years from now I might like Cam Newton. I don't know. But Cam, uh, Charles Barkley said, if this was a basketball situation and we were playing against somebody that was Cam Newton-like on the other team that celebrated so vociferously <laughs> after every goal or whatever, he said, me and my guys, we would take him out. He said, I love Cam. I, I like his personality. I like the way he plays sports. But if you're going to show me up like that, we would we would band together and take you out. And I don't think he's trying to show people up. But And I'm okay with that, too. Like, I'm okay with – with you know, if you want to enact your own own brand of of sports justice, like sports that comes justice, with it. I like that. You know, it's like he, he said, you're not gonna you know you're not gonna kick kick my butt and make me like it. You know, I, and I, I get that. Well, anyway, bottom line, I wanted to withdraw my suggestion that Cam Newton was arrogant. It's very possible that the 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 guy is maturing. I don't know that I can say I like him yet because I really have a true prejudice against Auburn uh, being an Alabama guy. I suspect there's a lot of that in the state. Um, See, that's where all my distaste for him kind of comes from. It's like, well, not according to Emmanuel. This guy beat the tar out of us. Well, I'll I'll say this, and uh, and I'll I'll make a confession here. I was rooting against uh, um, the Alabama quarterback who's back up for the – for the Bengals, AJ McCarron. I McCarron. Rooting you. Now you want to talk about arrogant? People jerk. say he's very arrogant. He is the whiniest, arrogant. Every time he would lose Alabama, he would blame it on like luck. Like sometimes the ball just bounces the other way. You know, the other team got lucky. And I was just, it's just a. Oh, uh, yeah. There was an undertone about the Alabama locker room that last season he was in there, 
and everybody the next year started talking about how much positivity there was and how much camaraderie. Oh, and I just went. And here's the thing: he's not a bad guy. Like he does a lot of good stuff, and I think it's genuine. But he is just the most. But he's that quarterback mindset you're talking about. Of uh, there's a lot of self centeredness about it, and and I don't root against Alabama players just because they go to Alabama. Like I like, I root for Eddie Lacy with the Packers and. Poor Lacey's got to run a couple of laps before next season starts. Or he's not going. Well, to be. in fairness, all of the gospel friends might need to, you know, run a few laps too. But yeah, but I'm not trying to be a uh, running back in the NFL. I Mike am. McCarthy basically said as much that if he wants to play next year, he, the guy loves food. They were talking about his Twitter account. That's like hard. Every, every post is like, "What is he going? What am I going to eat?" And it's like, dude, you're making millions of dollars. Like, just play for a few years, make your money, and then you can get then as bad as you want. That's right. Well, well, to keep this from becoming just a a, a football type topic. To move us away from the race discussion because he's uncomfortable. Yeah, this is getting mm. really out of my you comfort zone. You should be zone. comfortable with your racistness. <laughs> this is beautiful. <laughs> nice. Hey, I will say Chase that. really doesn't know what to do Mandrake right Jenkins, I was, white supremacist Thompson. Uh, I was voted the blackest guy in the room before the show Jeez. started. Now, now I'm feeling... <laughs> Like that might have been a fraud. Out of, out of the gospel friends, you have the oh, oh, oh. yeah. He Emmanuel did say you were you were the blackest guy uh, among Culturally, us. Chase Chase knows stuff. He yeah, knows. I don't. No, but I, to be fair, I don't know a lot about white culture either. <laughs> like I just <laughs> by your episode eighty eight yeah. intro. Yeah, yeah. I'm rainbow just, warrior. I'm just culturally uh, ignorant, regardless what, of what culture it is. Yeah, I don't know what kind of household David grew up in, but it was unhappy. I can tell you about. I can tell you about wrestling. Yeah, Garth Brooks. That's important. Like he didn't watch Star Wars. No, nope. that's just weird. like he like. I like real space history, not fake space history. I also you, like real space. You, you say that like Star Wars isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You can't. This is this bell's going to uh, Nick's ring it twice. Is is supposed to be for you? Not well, I think for he's you judging ring. you. I think. Okay, he's let's, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead and get this to as the... as a liberal, and, and so that brings up more of a, a <laughs> an important. Topic of conversation. Wow. wow, that was the best transition you've ever done, Jason. Uh, thanks. Yeah, um, the most well-known verse outside of the church is "Judge not, lest you be judged." Uh, I thought you were going to say Jesus wept. Uh, well, I don't know. That's the most. That's well-known. the most memorized. The one, the one I see the most is "We're not supposed to judge." But when you look at the kind of the whole counsel of the Bible. Maybe there are times for judgment, and I think I think me last week, uh, I guess it was last week, two weeks ago. No, it was last week. Suggesting, oh yeah, it was last week. Suggesting that Cam Newton was arrogant might have been borderline or already all all the way over the border into some sort of judgmentalism that probably I shouldn't have engaged in. But let's let's go deeper than just judging football players. Can we judge? Should we judge? Should it be completely avoided? Let's talk about judgmentalism. Ask us again. Can we judge? Can we judge? Yes. Should we judge? <laughs> At times. When should we judge? Was that the you you asked the yesterday? No, yes. Too okay. much aspartame. I, I forget what I said <laughs> ten seconds ago. Nick was going to try to uh, answer him in the segment and get out of here because he's tired. We'll play the play the closing music. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to answer the questions. Yes. Okay. Can we judge? Is okay. that the yes. first one? I, I guess I don't remember. Play okay. the tape back. Let's do Can We Judge? Can We Judge? Yes. Okay. Boy, this is <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> so we have agreement from at right. least two of the gospel friends, so let's, which is um, odd. Let's go to let, – let, let, we need to pull up some scripture here. 
Right? Whoa, 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 is speaking. Mm-hmm. Do not judge. Red words. Oh, by the way, I'm I'm doing the <laughs> I'm doing NIV here. Those. Somebody want to ring the bell? I'm judging. <laughs> I'm judging. You're I'm fine judging. as long as you don't okay. go living. No, Rob, no living the Do NIV. not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye, and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Before I go any further, let me say this. Matthew 7, 1, do not judge or you too will be judged, is where everybody stops. They don't read the rest of this or they don't know the rest of this. They just know that part's in there. What stupid lost people need to learn Scripture? That's what I'm saying. Okay, well, you know what? It's not their fault. It's our fault. Okay, it is. But Christians, lost people, Christians are the ones who are <clears throat> teaching lost people bad, okay. bad interpretation. But, hey, you know, if lost people are going to use Scripture, I do think you should know it. Anyway, all right, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye, Chase? And how can you say after that how can you say to your brother Good man. I don't get that reference, but of course you probably will. not. Garth didn't sing it. Garth didn't You're sing it. You're gonna struggle in so. the game next week. How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck. From your brother's eye. Oh. Is the rain gone? I can see clearly now. Nice. Another song. Okay, so it seems as if Jesus actually gives permission there to remove a speck from your brother's eye after you have removed the plank from your own. So there's a little bit more to that than just do not judge or you two will be judged. So there's a, a teaching there that is... You need to first look at your your own self and your own life, and and as you are doing that, you will be in a much better place uh, to help other people see the error of their way. So I don't I don't think Matthew seven is a complete um, forbidding of judgment. It is a warning that. In the way we judge others, we are going to be judged. We will the, the measure we use will be used back to us, which I think is extremely important. But I don't think there's a complete forbidding there of, um, or even an incomplete forbidding. Hmm. There's no forbidding of judging at of all. Of judging just there, like don't be a hypocrite when you judge. Don't be a don't be a hypocrite. Don't be overly harsh <laughs> in your judgment. <laughs> Um, I was just telling my class just the other day because somebody brought up a, a, a co-worker who is an unbeliever and they kept throwing that judging stuff in their face. And I was like, look, unbelievers don't know scripture. Like, <laughs> So next time she asks you that, tell her, where's that in the Bible? And she won't be able to tell you. I was like, because the Bible doesn't say you can't judge. The Bible just says, and, and in other places, it's, if you're going to judge judge rightly mm-hmm. so be right um, and it's like don't let her get the high ground you're the person who knows the Bible she has no idea what she's talking about um, so I, I always encourage 
uh, Christians not only to judge, but to judge often. Uh, judge all the time if you can. But be right if you're going to do it. Make a right judgment. Make a right judgment. Which would be from John 7, Yep. John chapter 7, verse 24. Stop uh, again, Jesus speaking, um, which I would say is throughout the New Testament. But anyway, that's another topic for another day. Wait, what? Jesus was speaking throughout the New Testament. Oh, okay. So the I, whole thing should agree. be a red letter. Now, if he was progressive, oh, he would only read the red letter stuff. That, that's true. And, and I've encountered that theology before that – Okay, keep going. Okay, uh, John seven twenty four. Stop judging by mere appearances, but instead judge correctly. So yeah, there, is a, there is a, there is a, there is a command to judge, but don't do it by appearances or skin color. Mm. Mm. Chase Thompson mm. or college team. I'm trying, but judge correctly. Chase says, "I'm trying." I'm just keeping it real. <laughs> Okay, so when when is it? Uh, so so Poor we're David. we're all in agreement here that you there is, you can judge, but Not only can but should can but should and 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 I've always, See, I mean, that, typically it is used when people that that you can't judge me. The Bible says don't judge. Uh, I typically see that in response to people. Saying, Doing something stupid. No, people saying something's a sin. Yeah. So, you know, a, a lot of times that is a, that is typically YOLO. <laughs> that is typically how that's used. So, so homosexuality is a sin, or whatever. You know, getting drunk's a sin. Well, you're not supposed to even judge. You 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 can't judge. You're not supposed to judge me. Um, and, and pointing out sin or agreeing with the Bible on what the Bible says about a behavior. First of all, that's not judgment anyway. That is agreeing with Scripture about what Scripture says is right or wrong. So that's not judgment. But I do think you can go further than that because I, I believe if, if I was, I, I don't know, committing a sin of some kind, um, gossip. Let's say I am just a continual gossip. Yeah, let's pretend. Let's pretend that. Let's pretend I am a continual gossip. And you came up to me, uh, Chase, and said... What's the latest on that <laughs> genetic situation? No. If you came up to me and told me that, you know, what I'm doing is wrong... Okay. That is not... That is not forbidden. Potentially. Um yeah, to call you out on, on to call me out on, on something not wrong is not wrong. You're in the church. If I'm in the church, that's right. correct because I claim Christ. And actually, we are, I believe, told to do those things. Mm-hmm. We are told to do that. But there is guidance on how you're supposed to do it. I think if your heart behind coming to tell me what I'm doing is wrong is, oh, I'm going to get David. This is going to be good. I'm better than him. Um. I would never gossip. I would never do that. And I'm going to point it out to him as a way of reminding him he's horrible and I'm not. Or not even just horrible and you're not, but also self-defense. I don't have to be as concerned with my sin because you're a sinner too. Not even oh, considering yeah. what, what you're doing. I, I do think those, that is what Jesus is warning about. 
and is saying, hey, that's going to come back on you. That's going to be measured back to you. But the judgment and the act of pointing out, especially in the church, what someone is doing is sinful, is not a forbidden act in the Bible, in my opinion. IMO. Or in the Bible's opinion. There you go. Boom. IBO. I suspect if you were to sit the average churchgoer down and you were to ask them you know, a series of questions about judging, or say, for instance, you give them a scenario, you were to say to them, okay, should you, all right, you say, say you're, all right, Nick, let's say you're the average churchgoer. I say to you, Nick, should you hang out with somebody in the church who says they're a Christian but they are very greedy. I think the average church person would say, yes, we should try to reach out to them and, and in love show them the truth of their ways. Or if I had somebody else in here, say, I could say, all right, Jessica, should you spend time with somebody who claims to be a Christian but is in fact um, in an affair? I think the person will say, "Well, yeah. I mean, you you still got to be in relationship with them. You you know, you can't judge them or whatever. But the bottom line is, and this is not a much taught or discussed teaching of Paul, but I think this is something the church just doesn't focus on. It sounds a little harsh, but I think actually it is protective against hypocrisy, which is a tremendous danger that we don't talk about enough. 1 Corinthians 5, 11 through 13, Paul says, I'm writing to you that you must not associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or sister, but is sexually immoral or greedy, an idolater, a slanderer, a drunkard, or a swindler. Don't even eat with such people. What business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Are you not to judge those inside? God will judge those outside, expel the wicked person from among you. If you were to read that to people and say, hey, I got something from a, uh, from a church manual here. I want, to read it. I want to read this to you. Tell me what you think about this. Almost every Christian would say, oh, no, 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 that sounds awful. What, what is that from? What church manual is that from? It's so draconian. Oh, it's from the Bible, that, that church manual. But I, I think we should... I think the church is missing out because we don't handle sin in that way. And I think that hurts us. What do you think, Emmanuel, as a counselor? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I do. And, and the, you know, the Bible talks about different types of discipline in the church. And I think that's one of them is, is if, if somebody really does in some churches it might actually not matter because it's like I don't like these people anyway so you so you so you saying you know that you're not going to associate with me really doesn't hurt me but for people who churches their family um it is a different story um you know um it's you know so yeah I think it could be a situation where people realize um, what I've done is serious to the point where people are not associating with me. Um, so, yeah. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So we have a we have a special guest that's come in. Oh, nice. All right. So uh, I recognize yeah. our special guest. Come on in real quick. So former this guest is host. Yeah, former guest host Joshua Dean. You came that's at true. the right time. We're going to ask you these questions you should about go, okay. Jameis Winston. You should go golf. No, 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 we <laughs> are going to pass that one. Okay. Okay. Is uh, can at, as Christians can we judge? Yes. That's question number one. 
course. Are we recording? We're commanded to. Yes, we're recording. Commanded. We're to commanded judge. to judge. Yeah. Won't you? Won't you? Well, you probably already quoted the passage that. What business do you have to judge those outside of the church? Is no, we haven't, those we haven't inside quoted the that. church that haven't you we? should <laughs> judge? That? And also, he <laughs> some good paying attention there, <laughs> McConnell. <laughs> I was texting Joshua. To, uh, yeah, he alludes to uh, judging in the future. That uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you not know that you you will be well, that's just, true. you will judge angels? Yeah. Oh, let me, let me see if I can find that passage. It's yeah. in Corinthians, right? So we will judge officially as well. First Corinthians six three. See, that's the difference of. Good job, Google Thompson. Laptop and cell phone. Yeah, six two and three. Or do you not know that the saints will judge the world, and if the world is to be judged by you, are you incompetent to try trivial cases? Do you not know that we are to judge angels? How much more than matters pertaining to this life? Okay, so we're discussing the. Uh, the you know, how people in the world will say as Christians we should not judge. So, is what type of judging is forbidden? What what type of judging do you say we should not participate in? Since we can judge, judging those outside the church, people who don't claim to be believers, uh, we should have nothing to do with judging the deeds of the wicked. I mean, the deeds of the wicked. Unregenerate people, they're apparent. They're obvious. But it's not our job to point a, kind of wag a finger and pronounce condemnation upon them for the sake of condemnation. It does no good. It's like telling a cancer patient they're going to die or a cancer patient they have cancer. Well, I mean, it's a diagnosis, but there's no good news in it. And it would be like... Uh, Telling somebody they have a bacterial infection if they deny such a thing as microbes. Nice. Because they, they would they're not even operating on the same level as you. They would kinda of deny that they deny your premise. Right? They would. Those who are lost in their sin. So is 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 sin. saying what someone outside the church is doing is is telling them this is forbidden in scripture. Is that judgment? You're talking to someone who doesn't know Jesus. They're in a, I mean, we could use the hot topic of the day. They're in a same-sex relationship, or but we could use they're living with their boyfriend or girlfriend. And I think, actually, I think that one's a lot harder to prove from Scripture, but go ahead. Boyfriend Having girlfriend? sex. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go back to same-sex marriage. <laughs> But I mean, okay, something that that you would say. I mean, whatever. They're they're a constant liar, or you know, they're a thief. Is talking to them about what they're doing is pointing out what they're doing is forbidden in the Bible. Is that judgment? Depends on how you do it. Yeah, I, would, I kind of. What do you mean by that? Because I agree with that, but I don't. Know well, he thinks he agrees with that, but he's not sure what he's mean. Right. <laughs> You never know with Emmanuel what he's really saying. I mean, I've got friends who are, I've got friends who are unbelievers, and when they do unbeliever stuff, I don't say, "Hey, you know the Bible says you shouldn't do that." But if they ask me, "Well, why don't you do that?" And I was like, "Well, because uh, you know that's not God's highest and best for me. You know, God designed things to work a certain way, and things work better when we do it God's way and not our way." Um, 
but just to randomly offer up advice to pe- to people or because why do they care if if the Bible says not to do it or why do they care? Well, let's say for if, instance, if, the Bible if, says it's foolishness to them. It, it is. Yes, the Bible. The Bible. Nick said the Bible says it is foolishness. The the gospel is foolishness to those who are perishing. To All right, say for instance, Nick and I, you you and I are out at Jackson. We see somebody we know. We know they're lost. David wasn't invited, but that's typical. Probably so. Yeah, um, this person is in a a relationship we know is not of God, and we're worried about their soul. Would it be judgmental of us to say to them, "Hey, Bill, you know, I'm not trying to." hardship too much, but just want to let you know this relationship with your in is, is is strongly condemned by the Bible, um, and you're going to hell unless you repent. Is that is that, is that wrong? Is that an ungodly kind of judgmentalism? It's, it's not wrong, but it's definitely judgment. Um, and therefore shouldn't and, and, be done. And you're not making you're the judgment. The Bible is, but I don't I don't think it shouldn't be done. If you love somebody, you you want to tell them. Um, I don't know if that's the best. I'm always an opening guy. Like, I don't like to just beat people over the head with hell and condemnation. Like, I I wait for the right time. Um, And usually, if the right time comes, people ask, they'll ask you. Um, But I I usually just don't give people unsolicited Christian doctrine um, if they're not Christians. If that makes sense, I, and I'll tell them. I'll tell them what I believe and how I live, but I don't just say, you, "Well, you know, you shouldn't be." You know, that's not good for you because the only reason I can give them is well, because God said so, and that's just not going to be good enough anyway. So, so I think that's my biggest question on 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 that on this subject. I think most everything's clear for me except for that portion. I agree with everything you guys have said. We we are called we we can judge we're called to judge righteously we're 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 forbidden from judging in such a way that ignores our own sin uh, to not hypocritically judge uh, we're told to judge inside the church told not to judge outside the church i think my big question becomes um you know is is the proclamation of certain things as sin is that judgment i don't think it is i don't think pointing out Certain activities. We have prophets doing that in the Old Testament, certainly. Are sinful. But when it gets down to a, a, a personal level, is opening up the word and, and showing someone their life is, is not lining up with you know, how, how God says it should or that they are engaging in things the Bible says is, is sinful, is, is that judgment? You know, Ray Com- that we're forbidden. Uh, Joshua, are you familiar with Ray Comfort at all? Any of his teachings? New Zealand evangelist? He's way of the Master. Yeah, Way of the Master guy, yes. Yeah, yeah. So so th- this is one of the things he teaches uh, in probably his best-known teaching, Hell's Best Kept Secret, that, I- that one should use the Old Testament law, particularly the commandments, when evangelizing people. Uh, he quotes Romans, which says that the law is a schoolmaster that leads people to Christ. And, and, and essentially his method of evangelism is convincing somebody that they're a sinner, that they've transgressed a holy God. And, and you know, in, in a culture where we don't think we're sinners, you say, well, have you lied? Have you cheated? If you've done that, just one time is enough to transgress a holy God and to be kept out of heaven. And he basically uses that admission of, well, yeah, I guess I have lied before or something like that. He uses that as, as an opening for the gospel. 
I think that maybe is certainly less judgmental than, say, just telling somebody, hey, you're going to hell because you're in this relationship or you're doing this thing. Um, I don't think that's judging. Uh, but is, is, the, is the guy on the side of the road holding up a, a sign that says, you know, homosexuals are going to hell? Is that forbidden by what Paul's talking about here? It's not judging, but it's not helpful either. Yeah, it's, I think it's incredibly ineffective. It's not really – I don't view that as a forbidden thing. It's just a stupid thing. And, it, I mean, you have to be culturally unaware to not realize that that immediately puts you in the Westboro camp from the perspective of somebody who's not a, a believer, right? Does that make sense? So the, the, the thought I've had floating around the entire time since you asked the question, David, is uh, as far as preaching the truth – of God's principles being the best way and disobedience from God's law being sin, when relating that to an unbeliever, I think just saying it's wrong is only half mm-hmm. truth. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you follow it up with, and and that is your natural behavior, and it leads to death, but take hope. The gospel is true, and you you provide an another way, namely forgiveness and redemption. I think you're only half preaching. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I was just <clears throat> going to say that. Um, kind of like a what's the verse that talks about um, you know homosexuals and liars and you know will not inherit the kingdom of God. First Corinthians, and then. People stop right there, and then it, but it, the next verse is, "And such were some of you." Mm. Yes, that's the gospel. So mm-hmm. you can't you can't just say you know homosexuals and nobody ever t- worries about the liars and stuff because we do that and we don't want to talk about our stuff. You know, you, you know you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God, but you stop there and you leave out the gospel. Like mm-hmm. and such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And exactly, if you only talk about sin, you're going half halfway. It's it's not a it's not the gospel. It's um, it's it's it is judgment really. It's it's the definition of judgment because you are pronouncing a punishment upon somebody without giving them the actual uh, cure. Um, well, that's which would be the problem with the the roadside sign, Westboro people. Um, I, I would say all roadside signs. I think some of those roadside guys are are in their minds trying to get people to stop for conversation. But billboard proclamation of you know homosexuals are doomed to hell or whatever. Well, there's is, a billboard a, way of pro- proclaiming good news, the gospel, and there's a billboard way of proclaiming condemning news. Yeah. And I would focus on proclaiming good news yeah, with your billboards. Yeah, you're going to hell. That's not good news. That's bad, <laughs> that's bad news. No. Even I'll, if it's true. Maybe you've already said this. I'm coming in halfway, but I do absolutely despise the frequency with which people now say, don't judge me. And like referring to almost anything. Yeah. I absolutely despise that. Because essentially what that – what I think at the core what they're saying is I answer to no authority but myself. Hmm. I think that's the heart of the whole don't judge, judge me or, or who are you to judge. What, what they're saying is there's no authority. 
There's no ultimate authority. Yes. It's a rejection of absolute truth. And I do despise that. So I, I, I hate it when the world says it, but I agree that Christians shouldn't do the Westboro tactic. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it really started there. And, and what we were kind of discussing is, is, is people who go a little further than that, um, not do not judge me, but only God can judge me. But they, but they, they do it in such a way that is, um, I mean, you almost want to go, well, yeah. And he will. <laughs> That's exactly my response. <laughs> you, know, that, you know, it's going to happen. Uh, but people who are don't know the Bible or aren't trying to follow God, but they just know, hey, Christians, you're not even supposed to be judging. And and just throw that out there. Don't, don't judge me. You can't judge me. Yeah. Your faith tells you that you shouldn't judge me. And that's our, like I said, it's our fault because we have taught unbelievers bad theology. And, and they throw it back in our face. What? And we live in a culture. Oh. Gonna need that mic there. Where we, we live in a culture where winning is more important than being right, and so we get into mm. a war with them. Of well, yes, I can judge you, and the Bible says I can judge you, while all the time missing the point of what these what we've been saying is that you're going to lose. You're going to win the argument, but lose the war because you're basically you're going to further entrench this person in bitterness and and hurt from a church that does does not do a great job of being salt and light in the world in which we live, and then you've got this one-on-one opportunity to to give this person a clear picture of the good news, and instead you pile on with more dogma and personal vindication rather than Christ glorifying. All right, so we've determined that it's very dangerous to judge people outside of the church, number one. Number two, we're commanded to judge people inside the church. And I wanted to throw out, it's almost time to wrap up the conversation I wanted to throw out one area where even in the church, we are not only commanded not to judge each other, but we are commanded to not let anyone judge us, which is kind of a nuance to this conversation that isn't brought up a whole lot. And that is uh, along the lines of Colossians 2, where Paul says, therefore do not let anyone judge you, this verse 16, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink with regard to a religious festival, a new moon moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of things that were to come. The reality is found in Christ. Um, David, this is something I know that's kind of near and dear to your heart. Doubtful things. Romans 14, doubtful things. And this is an area where we are commanded even in the church not to judge each other. Somebody might, you know, for instance, believe that drinking uh, beer is okay, or eating meat is okay, or eating meat is not okay, and drinking is not okay. We're not allowed to judge each other on that. We're not allowed even to let ourselves be judged on that. Um, I think that's very interesting. In fact, reading Romans 14.1, uh, again, one of your favorite verses, rightly so, David, Without, we're not allowed to quarrel or judge over disputable matters. Did you read the passage? I'm sorry, I was um, fiddling around with something. I was texting my wife. Yes. Did you that. read the part of the passage where it talks about we cannot judge another servant? Uh, let's see. That is uh, Romans fourteen four. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master servant stand or fall, and they will stand. For the Lord is able to make them stand. Okay, so th- I think that's the you know getting into um, in our Facebook and social media culture, just the bickering 
that happens among Christians. Um, I am fine with discussion. I love it. I, I like debate. Um, and I think there's a right way to do that. Debates do not make me cringe as much as they do my, my dear friend, Peacemaker Thompson over here, um, unless you're Catholics, and then he doesn't <laughs> care about making peace. But uh, I, I am not, you know, I, I'm, good, I, I'm fine with a good debate. Um, we had a good debate in the hall this week that broke out in the Hall of Dogma between um, Nathan, good old Nathan, and uh, Mr. Uh, J. Trailer. They had a nice debate, and they found out they were in the same city together, and Nathan invited uh, Jay to come over, and he'd buy him dinner. And so their debate ended with a, with a, with a meal uh, and, a, and a nice selfie. And bravo to those guys, because that's the right way of handling it. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That was awesome. That was awesome. So interjection here. I once commented on an article that an acquaintance of mine had posted, and this guy was a homosexual Christian. He called himself a Christian pastor who was of questionable immigration status <laughs> and uh <laughs> and it was a it was a it was a post on why Christians get the the immigration debate wrong typically and i I read the article and I said, man, I agree with almost every one of these points, but I think the author really misses it on point four and six. His very first response to that was, "Hey, Joshua, thanks for reading the article." I would love to discuss this in person if you'd like to get coffee sometime and just discuss it because I don't want to argue about it on Facebook. And I wasn't like adversarial in my comment, yeah. and I don't think the guy was hitting on me and wanted to just go on our first date. <laughs> I really uh-huh. think I really think the guy literally. Th- I think that is his approach to Facebook conversations: is hey, we don't talk a lot in person. Yeah, this is a touchy subject. I'd love to have a face-to-face conversation. And I, I was like, it was instant respect. Like, man, that is that guy just taught me. That's the right way of dealing with somebody when you're about to potentially Man, get into let me it. say, I have a lot of respect for that approach because I don't have a problem with Christians debating uh, online if it's a good, healthy. We're supposed to ring. Liberal. We're supposed to ring that when someone says something questionable. I see. That was a questionable statement. Uh, no, well, here, let, let me. I'm, I'm going <laughs> deeper. Chase, general, or yeah, him just saying I don't have a problem with people. It has to be it the makes right you sweat. kind of a debate. I mean, I see so many Christians being jerks to each other in social media. I despise that. In mean, 1 Corinthians 6.1, uh, I know this is talking about court to a degree, and I know, Emmanuel, you don't like stretching meanings, but I think a principle is here that at least is helpful. If any of you has a dispute with another, do you dare take it before the ungodly for judgment instead of before the Lord's people? I just, let me put it this way. I think we Christians should argue with each other a good bit less in front of lost people than we do, because they all think we're a bunch of argumentative jerks, and there's a lot of ammunition for that thought. Stop arguing so much with other Christians where everybody can see you, in other words. Here, here. I think that's, a, by the way, a problem that we got to cut this off. But I think that's a problem that social media has created. Circumcision? No. I think that's a problem that, that, that social media has created because I don't think Christians are as apt to do that face-to-face. Uh, I do think it is, it is a social media problem that has been created because you have, you know, it's just so easy to type and vent online. Let's, let's go ahead. Before you move on. I'm going to do the Paul Feinbaum hang up and listen because <laughs> I have to go to Winn-Dixie. Um, 
the judgment discussion in the the Colossians two passage you just referenced, Chase. The the him saying, "Don't let others judge you in regard to these things." But he also talks about Paul also talks about being sensitive to the weaknesses of the brother, right? So he he he's saying, take into consideration somebody being judgmental about you, and and don't give them cause. So my question is, let's just take drinking because that's the easy one. Totally makes sense to not drink alcohol in front of a former alcoholic or somebody who's currently an alcoholic but either whether or not they acknowledge that they have a problem like it, it makes sense to not drink in front of the, that person okay? right no quit no argument there right question for y'all does that passage speak to somebody who is going to see you exercise your liberty and and judge you in their own mind and in their own heart, is it saying don't drink in front of them to give them cause to stumble in regards to judging or don't give them cause to stumble in regards to being tempted to sin? I think it might be in regards to, for instance, if I was going to hang out with John Piper, I, I, he is more of a teetotaler, I would not drink in front of him. Or take your gun. Well, uh, yeah, well, I, wouldn't pull, I wouldn't pull the gun out in front of him either. Um <laughs> But yeah, if I know somebody is opposed to drinking, I think it's an abuse of my Christian liberty, even though I don't think the Bible makes that clear. Uh, I think it's a, an abuse of my Christian liberty to drink in front of that person because it puts them in the position of judging and it, and it puts them in the position of, I, I think what you're saying is absolutely right, that one of the ways you don't let somebody judge you is not to say, don't judge me. But it's to not even give them an opportunity because your behavior is, Romans 14, respectful of them. So even if they're not tempting them to sin in regards to the freedom, Mm -hmm. you you believe the command is to don't tempt them to the sin of being unnecessarily judgmental? I think you take Colossians 2, combine it with Romans 14. That that was the question I was actually going to bring up on the show today that I didn't think we were going to get to, but we're going beyond what we said we were going to go and well, that's my fault. We started that. No, we just started having this discussion because I, I ask Romans fourteen, verse twenty-two. We're talking about clean and unclean food and whether or not you should eat food sacrificed to idols. And verse twenty-two in Romans fourteen says that the faith that you have keep between yourself and God. And so I was asking the question. Uh, at least in that matter, Paul seems Paul saying, "Hey, whatever you know, if you have that faith that you can eat this." meat that's been sacrificed to idols, if you've got that faith, that's great, but keep that between you and God. Um, It it seems like, uh, so, well, verse 21 says, it is good not to eat meat or drink or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. Uh, Again, whether, is he talking about to stumble in judging you or to stumble in doing it himself, but the command there in verse 22 is, the faith that you have, keep between yourself and God. So I was asking the question, does that um, is is that the Bible saying, hey, on these matters where you have freedom, kind of keep that freedom to yourself, to not cause someone else to stumble? Now, Emmanuel mentioned before the show that he felt that was kind of a meat specific, and not extrapolate that into other questionable or debatable topics. So, I well, I mean, I, 
I don't know how far you can stretch it. I know we like to extrapolate things. That's what we do as Christians. But if you keep going, you end up in weird places. But, I mean, generally, if I'm having people over my house and I know that somebody has, you know, who not, not that they just don't drink, but they don't like alcohol, then I won't have it visible. Um, it's always visible in my house. If you come over, it's just sitting there on the counter. Um, if I don't know, I'll ask, like, does anybody have any problem with alcohol being served uh, for any reason? Doesn't even matter what it is. You don't have to let me know what the reason is. Just tell me, and it, it just won't be there. Um, and usually it's not because I think they're going to stumble, but because, you know, mm-hmm. if you want them to have a good time, like I said, I'll, it, they won't be able to because they'll be sitting there licking all these, uh, licking all these uh, <laughs> heathens. I'll give you a good example. So, Trying to make this quick. Uh, two weeks ago, my brother was in town. Maybe three weeks ago, my brother was in town. Him and his wife, and so me and and our friends, we we all went to Papa Do's. And one of my mm. friends is. Did you get in there, okay? Parking space wise. Did you have to run over yeah, any we're old fine. ladies? We're okay, fine. Right. that's good. You didn't have to run over any old ladies or beat them up or swear at them or anything. No, nah, no, it was packed though. That's we, good. You're a cl- class guy. But uh, so so we. <laughs> So one of my friends, he is in this, uh, I'm going to call it a sect. And they don't, they follow the Old Testament stuff, dietary laws, Leviticus stuff. So they don't do shellfish and whatever. Going to Papa 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 Do's is a good place to head if you (laughs) take your friends. I mean, he had salmon, you know. And so I'm looking at the table. Like I said, he doesn't do shellfish stuff. I've got crawfish. <laughs> the next person over has shrimp. My my buddy orders this big thing of uh, raw oysters. Like there is just like everything that it, that is an abomination to him is at this table. <laughs> and I mean we've I mean we've got it all. We've got oh we've got alligator there. Um. So it's like, which you know, you can't eat reptiles either. And so I'm like, I'm just sitting like, what is going through his head? Because all the, everybody at the table, except for him and his wife, are just, you know, we, he probably thinking like, look at all these sinners <laughs> eating this unclean food. I mean, he didn't know he's wrong. He didn't understand the Bible. but <laughs> Which essentially, by the way, is what the Bible says. The Bible calls, like, in these debates about meat... It actually says it is the one with weaker faith who needs the more, who needs the rules. Yeah, but it was just if I could have had a picture, and he didn't look like he was freaked out or anything about it, because he used to eat this stuff. But it was just, it was just hilarious. It, like, you name it, it was there. It was just, yeah. That's a trip. So was Emmanuel sinning? I say probably. What do you think? That's not anything new to anybody. <laughs> but you're only saying that because you. That's a problem. You're only no you're way. only saying that because you're racist. Well, I mean that's that's why I had to go first. I was so eager. Was my <laughs> to be able to point that out to him. Racing out of my mouth. Well, 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 guys, we probably need to wrap this up because um, you know, we may have other things to do after this. The show was slated for forty five. Like record, like record another show or something. I thought we did that next week. Uh yeah, we do. I didn't mean to go beta on y'all. Isn't that what y'all call that? <laughs> what? No. no. Meta. Meta. Okay. Meta. Okay. That's, that's really close. You got a letter wrong there. <laughs> did you hear that? Oh. Did you hear that? <laughs> Maybe you can read a just cultural dictionary. I told you this, this week and next. Yeah, well, whatever. Beta. Meta. I just came to let you guys know that 
the Alabama rifle deer season is over. That, that's that's good to know. Thank PSA. you for helping us. So no more hunting is, is what you're saying. No more deer hunting. Okay. Until October 15th. Well, you know what? I have, thanks to a friend of mine yeah. who I, I I cherish, I have a uh, freezer full of good deer meat. Deer meat. Cool. So I'm, I'm well, also. How'd you get that? Nice. Why'd you get that? I just, I mean, why did I get it? Yeah. Well, I think number one, I got it because I asked. Yeah, you have not because you asked not. Yep. Number two, I joined the right gospel community group. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, I don't have any frozen deer. I don't either. The number, the other, number, um, the other elder who goes to uh, to David's small group happens to have some deer meat as well. Yeah. Dang man, I'm feeling. Kind was of there like another that. reason that I got that? That I should. I'm asking. I think that's it. I know okay. a reason. Well, I do too, but I don't. In, I don't know related, that we need to. I don't know that we need story. to talk about the other reason. <laughs> I have a question. Josh, you, I understand you hunt. Is that right? Yeah, it's my favorite hobby besides organic gardening okay and you're also well, uh, you, you, you hold on. whatever mind organic gardening did yeah. you miss that podcast I think were you not on that episode podcast? 41 i guess you weren't it's actually it was us okay. three it was emmanuel chase that that's right yeah, you that's probably right. Remember that. yeah, organic. you edited it because you told the dog story oh yeah <laughs> that was an you epic anywho he didn't anywho. listen though oh he yeah he didn't listen. Listen. All, right. all right so you're a hunter and you like politics right mm-hmm. okay so in line with separation of church and state, do you feel like hunting Stop regulations should apply to church property? Elevator music. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. You okay. realize I'm not. I just, my just curious. Okay. Because I actually think that's a real question. If the federal government should. Uh, well, you could. Uh, you could sh- apply that to the max and be in prison like Ken Hoven. You could. You could, and I'm not going to do that. I was just, I'm just raising the issue. That's just something I've thought about. I'll tell you what I think is okay. I think if you are protecting church property, because that's what from you do. From invasive species? Yeah. From, yeah. I think if you're protecting uh-huh. church property from strange cars parking in portals, yep. you have to listen to the podcast. No, no, you to told the story. Oh, did I? oh, yeah. I heard the story. Okay. If you're protecting church property and, I don't know, maybe you feel like you're in danger from some type of wildlife, I think it's okay to take care of that. You take out your your yeah. John Piper and fire a few rounds. Take out at your John him. Piper. Yeah, yeah. Got to do that. All right. So, so if you're a hunting political candidates, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick. And now, that. Nick, this podcast is flagged by the NSA. Yeah. Nick, Probably. we're going to need you to um, either let tell Josh what to say here or reassume your position, so tune that in, um, tune in next week. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. I absolutely refuse. Emmanuel, will you help me make sure that doesn't happen so we can have one episode that's a normal episode without redundant contact? I know. Nobody wants to contact you. Let's get on with it. (laughs) No one cares what you have to say. You can't join us in the Hall of Dogma. dogma. I I was listening to last week or the week before, and I was like, I'm going to ask if after episode 100, if they'll just say, if you want our contact info, listen to any one of the first 100 episodes. <laughs> it's and it's all there. there. It's all there. You think we're going to make so it to episode 100? I don't know. All right, well, let's just end it then. Doubtful matters. Romans 14. Okay, Tune in next week when you might hear David say. Ow. That's going to hurt. That's going to hurt, yeah. <laughs> nice. Turn your volume down on that one. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is a friend of mine.
Thank you.